This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling heart podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors, back again, another week, and we've got some interesting things to talk about today. I mean, actually, I think we usually do, and especially when it's one of those Tony's Notes episode, and that's what this <laughs> is. We we literally thought of this as we were recording the last episode, and I said, this is too good of a topic. Let's do it. And this is not something that we're coming off with off the cuff. We've spoke about this numerous times. Um, you know, I we, we hear other content creators say, oh, well, this card isn't getting the love that it should. It's not getting the eyeballs it should. And, you know, that's with that's with anything in the hobby, whether it's wrestling cards or otherwise. We often hear that. But today we're specifically going to talk about how this relates to wrestling cards. Tony, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, I had suggested this because we had done um, a um, an episode about this is your card. And we continuously keep using the the phrase, you know, uh, hobby love doesn't get the just it deserves. There's not a whole lot of uh, hobby love for this car. You know, why is it not getting this or that? Yeah. Why is and the not... sales numbers on eBay not what it should be? Yeah, and I and so it got me thinking, like, you know, what defines hobby love? Like, um, is it is it uh, is it a numerical amount? Is it a uh, is it just a general conversation piece? What what do we deter? What determines what's hobby love? And I guess it could be interpreted different ways by different people, I guess, obviously of whatever you make of it. Um, but I, I don't know what that means. I mean, does it have, does, when we're talking about trading cards, does it have to equal a certain dollar amount before we can say, oh, now it's getting the hobby love it deserves. Is that what we define a hobby love uh, in our hobby? Um, or, or a card's not getting enough attention or a, even not even a card, but a, a particular superstar. We say like, oh, well, Kurt Henning doesn't get enough hobby love or, uh, you know, Brutus Beefcake doesn't get enough hobby love, you know, whatever the case may be. What does that mean? Like, what does it mean to you? Like, I'm going to ask you, Zan, what does that mean to you? It, it depends on different. There, there's everything you just touched on. You can break down. So let's start with the money aspect. Uh, so I, that's where I kind of have it. That's really the only issue I have when people say, oh, well, it should sell for more. It's worth this. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's worth what the market says it's worth. If somebody's mm-hmm. willing to pay a dollar, it's a dollar. If they're willing to pay a thousand, it's a thousand. And I often hear people say, well, well, their cards are too cheap. They should be selling for more. And I always just say, no, that's the market. So I think that has a little bit to do with it because you see, you know, it recently, well, um, Hogan, you, you and Paul have talked about like Hogan has consistently some of the highest selling cards. We've mm-hmm. talked about Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, some of the newer stuff from Roman or Becky or all of these. So I think the the names that get all the love, we'll start with this, are the high priced cards of the talent that you see constantly. 
that goes into the next thing, which is the talent you see constantly. And I think that means that people say they don't get enough love. And I think that's because they don't see enough of it. They don't see enough collectors going out and collecting, you know, that certain name that I don't know, Varuk or Savio Vega, like they, or, you know, we mentioned Rick Rude. You don't see enough of people collecting those as like putting together a rainbow or the super collector or trying to put together the, that person's cards from a specific era. You just don't see it, but yet you can go out and you can see everybody posting their Roman cards, everybody mm-hmm. posting gold chromes. And that's the other thing I want to also speak about is the hobby love of sets and parallels. Uh, I've talked about at nauseum and I'll continue to talk about how I think the AEW metal universe is going to be big. Uh, the PMGs are in there and PMGs as a set drive drive the product and drive the value and the collectability regardless of who's on it so you've seen with select people going out and buying the one of ones or black gold one of ones or shimmers or whatever it is and you see them putting together these kind of sets of like attitude era stars so you might see a dude love or a mick foley in there while i don't see a ton of mick foley collectors this newer these newer sets that panini is doing is allowing collectors to be like, oh yeah, I remember Mick Foley. I like Bret Hart. I, I want to, you know, get a gold of them or the one of ones or whatever silver, whatever parallel it is, because they're more about the actual love and hobby love of the set or the parallel that drives it as opposed to the name. So the name is just kind of going along with it, if that makes any sense. So I, I think it has to all do, whether it's money, whether it's the name on the card or the collectability of the set, it just has to do with the magnifying glass that is specifically on any of that. I mean, we could even argue then say that, uh, you know, Savage doesn't get the hobby love that he deserves like that. He should be in that upper echelon type of you would think. level of talent. You would think, but it's just weird. We, we use the phrase and that word a lot, uh, uh, those two words a lot, hobby love, um, which is basically just another way of saying respect or something like that, I guess, for the cards. But mm-hmm. I'm just I was just curious of what people, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing I'm hoping that anybody listens uh, uh, that they have a definition of what they could consider a hobby love because maybe it's different than you know what we're discussing here. But um, I just thought it'd be a, a nice question to to propose to people and and find what defines uh, somebody who's made it. They finally made it. Mm-hmm. They're getting hobby love. They're getting a you know. Uh, I just, I was curious to know what that is. Like I don't look at it. I mean, I, I say it a lot. We have said a lot, especially when we do have this is your card segments. Um, when we have a conversation about someone's cards and uh, some talent, uh, whether it be a rude or a Mr. Perfect or whatever the case may be, I mean, I'm, I'm not running around going, why isn't Dutch Luma's getting any hobby love? Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I just collect because I, I enjoy to collect that. But I was just curious. I'm just uh, wondering what people thought about that that term, that phrase. I think social media has a lot to do with it because you, you start seeing, and I've actually talked to people that are like, I saw, you know, I like, I can't bring up any names. I'm not trying to like hide anyone's identity. Cause I'm, you know, not, I'm not afraid to out people if mm-hmm. I need it, but uh, you know, they were like, Oh, I saw this person post this and it made me want something similar, but I couldn't afford that. So then I got the next step down and then mm-hmm. the, the next person follows and then the next person follows. And the next thing you, you know, you see, I've seen a whole bunch of people, with Roman Reigns cards or a whole bunch of people with Seth Rollins cards or Becky or some of these newer, you know, you don't see that a lot with the older wrestlers unless mm-hmm. it's, you know, um, Shane Norton sports card. Nobody got the white sparkle Bret Hart autograph. Like that spawned a lot of conversation because he got 
a rare card hand signed. And I think it looks great, even though I don't normally get stuff like that signed. Mm -hmm. So that brings the kind of older talent into the forefront of the hobby itself to then talk about. And then it goes back to the set and people talking about white sparkle and white sparkle getting love. It seems like a lot of the wrestling community likes white sparkle. So then you're getting Bret Hart talk, set talk, autograph talk, all that kind of combined. And I honestly just think it's because of uh, social media putting it out there. And because like you said, Dexter Loomis, um, me carrying cross, like we're going out there and we're doing what we want to do and collecting what we want to do, regardless of whether people are patting us on the back or if we find other, it's nice to find other people who collect what we collect. Uh, not really just like, a, not necessarily for like a justification, but just kind of cool. Like, Oh yeah. You know, this fan out here is also collecting their cards. It's kind of fun. Send them, you know, make trades, sell them your duplicates, like whatever it is. But I don't, I don't go out there like wondering why nobody else is collecting what I like or what I'm collecting. Cause I don't care. But that's, I think that's a, that kind of statement. And maybe is irrelevant to what we're talking about hobby love. And I just, and then even when you go to like the, you know, we like the Lita card, the Lita impeccable one of one, uh, like you said, it was, it was a, the hot topic for a moment and then it just mm -hmm. kind of subsided. So when, when yeah, I, saw I, that, I, didn't, I didn't see a spike in her other cards, I didn't right. see a spike in interest in people going out, getting her old Fleer stuff or and, and I didn't I didn't see that. Like not, then again, I didn't go looking either, but I didn't hear anybody on social media talking about like, oh, that motivated me to go out and get some older Lita stuff now. Right. And sometimes it does. But I honestly think that it is not if if I really have to pinpoint one thing that kind of leads the groundswell around certain talents or sets. It's more so to do with other people sharing their collections than it is the sales. Because there are some, like, I could see the perspective of, you know, someone sees a Hogan PMG sale and they're like, well, I can't afford that. Why would I want to mess with these upcoming AEW ones if they're going to be selling for that price on the secondary market, if not more? So yeah, I the think the flip side, it might motivate him to go with something else. Like, I know I can't collect that, but I'm going to talk to, like you said, the next thing lower than that yep. or the next thing lower than that. I, I, I would encourage people to go out there if you are there's a certain uh, star that you, uh, you collect. That's not, it's kind of off the beaten path, you know, share it because it could be a motivating thing yep. that one creates a little bit more hobby love for your particular <laughs> superstar, but also, uh, you know, inspire somebody else to go, you know what? I did like Doink the Clown a lot and I'm going to go out and collect Doink the Clown stuff. Or, you know, I do like, uh, you know, Whoever, I, it doesn't matter who you like. So like, you know, I, I like Farouk. I'm going to go after Farouk stuff now. You know, um, it, it doesn't matter. I just, I was, you know, it, you, the lack of hobby love for somebody's particular cards could spark somebody else to create and create some minor type of hobby love for something else. So I think it also be a huge thing. Or it doesn't matter. I think it also has to do with style collecting too. That's something we haven't even touched on. Like. Uh, I want to say that social media drives all this and that is kind of, you know, going after graded cards or going after golds. Like, you know, I've, okay. Again, transparent. I've got gold refractors. I will be buying, you know, as long as cross is in the next prism set, I'll be buying prism gold cross. But yet I, I say that I like, I get tired of seeing them because it seems like the echo chamber in the hobby, like everybody just posts gold, this gold, that gold. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I like to see the green. I like to see the black. I like to see, you know, the whatever, like just different variety. Mm -hmm. So I don't hate on a specific segment, but it seems like, you know, somebody posts all of their golds, then the next person's got to do the golds of theirs. And the, so then it's, it's driving up that set 
And that's all social media. That has nothing to do yeah. with sales. It has nothing to do with value. It's just, hey, look what this person's doing. I want to do that. Or look what this person's doing. They're smart. They know how to make money. I'm going to do that now. Or maybe they're doing this and I'm going to do that for my person. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just it's just motivational sometimes. I mean, you don't have to look at it from a monetary thing. That's kind of what I'm yep. asking, really. Is like, does hobby love automatically equate to uh, a, a number, a monetary thing? And I don't think it should. I don't think no. it does. Um, for I, some people, it does, but it's a very small sure. amount. Well, even if it was a, a greater amount, I, it wouldn't matter. I mean, it's but it's not. I don't think the the term hobby love is defined strictly by monetary. Uh, it can be like you know what. It, Hobby love has now uh, inspired me to collect a particular way, a particular person in a particular way. Maybe I only want to collect. I'm um, going after all of the uh, people who've ever won a Royal Rumble. That's what I want. I collect. That's all a good people. idea, actually. Um, uh, whatever the case may be, I mean, it, it, hobby love can be very transparent uh, to well, a transferable, I should say, to uh, other characters and people and how they collect. So that's just kind of my definition, I guess, of it. I was wondering, and I'm curious to hear what other people, how they define hobby love. And one more that's thing. That's the whole point of this, whole point of this episode. One more thing before we get out of here. You just, you know, we kind of talked about monetary and what other people are doing. I also want, I can't stress this enough to not get frustrated or think that you're doing something wrong just because whatever you're doing doesn't get the quote hobby love. You know, you continue to do whatever, you know, like the Royal Rumble thing you just mentioned. Like that, that's a great idea. Or Doug Driesel Jr., again, shout out to him. He's trying to collect enough ring mat relic cards to build a regulation size WWE ring. Like nobody's doing that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure, re, re, actually, I'm not, I'm positive. Wrestling card relics don't get hobby love because a lot of people don't collect them. They're maybe they're too yeah. thick or whatever, or maybe they're just not hitting that dollar amount of whatever it is they're looking for. Now there are super collectors, Loomis cross as examples. If they have relic cards, we've got to have them because it fits what we're doing, but you know, there's just a different, there's different ways to do things. So don't let the hobby love narrative, like detract you from what you're doing. Cause if you're having fun, you know, whether it's super collecting hacksaw, Jim Duggan, whether you're base set collecting, doing any kind of your own project, as long as you're having fun, and as long as you're continuing to buy, sell, and trade, have fun with what you're doing and the activity, hobby love is irrelevant. I still hobby think it's love a- should ne- hobby love should never take away from self love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's an interesting topic, though, and I, I'm glad we covered this and covered it from several different angles. Is there is there anything else that we kind of haven't? T- I think we've kind of touched on the different angles of what we're talking about here, and it's, yeah, it's I mean, important it- to talk about. Even if we if we miss something, I'm hoping that someone can point that out because uh, you know the engagement is uh, plays a factor into this general hobby love topic kind of thing yep. because you know when we talk about something and something starts getting that particular uh, you know look at and and love and respect and I'm hoping that um, uh, people can have some kind of some input to this because I'm I'm always curious to hear what people's uh, definitions are for these things or how they interpret these uh phrases and keywords that we use within the hobby and um it's kind of what it's kind of the whole idea when we were talking about this and just i i do show notes when we're doing uh recording uh sometimes i'll write some notes down for some ideas for particular topics down the road and we just happen to jump on this one real quick yeah and as always engagement please reach out to us tag us 
on whatever social platform you're on and let us know like what does hobby love mean to you uh, has something we've said uh, spurred you to start collecting a certain way maybe we're wrong on something maybe you disagree with us again just tag us on social media let us know what you think about this episode and what you think overall about what defines hobby love specifically for wrestling cards thank you guys for listening before you get out of here hit the subscribe button. Make sure to share this with a friend, a relative, anybody that actually likes the sport of professional wrestling. Tell them about this show so they can start collecting wrestling cards. We'll hold off on the tagline for just a second. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, WrestlingTradingCards.com. Everything's there. On the bottom of every single page is a link to all of our social media. Um, Yeah, check it out. I mean, we're we're happy to answer for a couple weeks. We're we're a couple of weeks. <laughs> we're happy to answer wrestling card questions, but guys, when I have a question, if I'm doing a video and I'm doing some research, like I'm not saying don't do this, but if I have a question on a card, I go to wrestlingtradingcards.com. I don't like just put it out on Twitter. I don't even Google it. Even I just go to wrestlingtradingcards.com and I try to find whatever I need right there. Yeah, and I, and I don't ever want to ever come off as being like uh, thinking that we're know it alls over there. Uh, we're not. Um, no. We we are a, a team uh, that's been working together for many, many, many years. I mean, last year or last month, uh, you know, we celebrated our 20th anniversary. So we've been doing it for a while and we miss things. We overlook things. Uh, new things crop up that we didn't know about from even, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Like, hey, we didn't know this existed in Mexico. And there's some good people out there uh, doing uh, a lot of homework and provide information. So it's it's just a home for uh, a community of, of collectors out there uh, to uh, archive all the cool, wonderful information there is about wrestling cards. So, um, you know, we hope that it's a, a resource that you can use. And then there's other great places to go and check as well. You can find everything I'm doing at Zan Morning, all social platforms, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast, my solo podcast. And again, we thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to stream this or download it, or maybe a friend told you about the show. However you found this podcast, we thank you for spending the time with us. And hopefully we are enriching your wrestling card journey as you continue to collect. Because as always, there's one thing we can say about wrestling cards. Wrestling cards rule! That's right. Just like the Hulkster, they rule. We'll see ya. We'll be right back.